Stalin spent much of his time during the last years of Tsardom dodging or hiding from the Okhrana, being arrested and interrogated, serving sentences or periods of preventive detention in Siberia, and escaping. He was arrested at least seven times and was sentenced to five periods of detention that we know of. He spent five and a half years in Siberia altogether, in Kostino, Kureka, Achinsk, and elsewhere. These were not concentration camps, but buildings in remote villages suitable for house arrest or exile. They were not difficult to escape from, and Stalin was never in confinement for long. He was well known to the Okhrana, and numerous police mugshots and full-length photos of him survive. The ineptitude of the Tsarist police in dealing with dedicated and ruthless enemies of the regime like Stalin amazes us. But it has to be borne in mind that Stalin had, at times, a close relationship with certain senior Okhrana commanders, and acted as an informant according to their files. Most of these files disappeared when the secret police archives were plundered and burned in the 1917 revolution, but some survived. He was never, so far as is known, a full-time agent of the police, but he was paid by them occasionally and served them sufficiently well to receive lenient treatment when he fell into their hands. His treachery was aimed chiefly at the Mensheviks, though personal enemies of his were also betrayed. Stalin's tenure as a revolutionary activist, which lasted eighteen years, completed the formation of his character. He engaged not merely in armed robberies involving murder, but in blackmailing colleagues, forgery, and constant intrigues. The Christianity he learned from his mother was totally expunged and replaced by a hardened and vicious secularism, which placed the advancement of the cause— above any form of morality, and justified any crime in defense of revolutionary principles. There was also the first appearance of doublespeak in his language. Armed robbery of banks was expropriation. Killing of class enemies was direct action or prime action. Extreme measures covered anything, including torture. During these years, Marxism-Leninism took root in Stalin's mind. He admired Lenin up to a point, and was well-versed in his writings. He had probably read more Lenin than Marx, for he never read Das Kapital in its entirety, who has, apart from Isaac Deutscher. He regarded Lenin as the necessary leader whose life must be preserved at all cost. His esteem for Lenin was not unqualified, however. Lenin was of noble birth and lived as a rentier until his elder brother was executed. He had Jewish blood as well as Kalmuk and Swedish ancestry, all of which made Stalin suspicious. Stalin helped Lenin many times when he was on the run. Once, anxious to disguise his leader, he persuaded him to shave his beard. A photo survives of the beardless Lenin, looking quite unlike his familiar image. Stalin himself was a master of disguise, which he often needed— but he never shaved off his mustache, which he first grew in 1900 and wore for the rest of his life. He believed it made him attractive to women. In the decade before the First World War, Stalin had many affairs. He combined his criminal activities, along with his intellectual interests and turgid theoretical writings, with a part-time career as a Romeo. Some of the women he enjoyed have been identified. One was a thirteen-year-old schoolgirl as he never used contraceptives, and for most of his reign made the sale of them illegal, though abortions were legal, 
it is likely that children were born. In the 1920s and 1930s, various people, men and women, emerged from obscurity and claimed Stalin as a father. But his paternity cannot be proved with certainty in any particular case. Stalin had no interest in these claimants, and they took a risk if they were persistent. Illegitimate offspring who demanded privileges might well end up in the gulag, even if they escaped shooting. What could not be expected from any of his children was affection. Stalin showed none for his two legitimate sons, and his love for his daughter, though genuine, was intermittent. There is abundant testimony that Stalin had charm when he chose to exercise it. He made constant jokes.